Welcome to Style with Substance, a podcast by The Vendeur. I'm your host, Lucy Kebble. plus a few bonus episodes, we'll be talking about the myths and greenwashing that surround sustainable fashion. Join us for discussion with industry insiders, tips and generally geeking out on the glory that is ethical fashion. A few years ago, Marie Kondo got the world buzzing with her addictive life-changing methods, but you don't have to chuck out 75% of your wardrobe to get the advantages of a capsule wardrobe. A lot of sustainable fashion advocates are also fans of a capsule wardrobe. You know the ones, those minimal looking rails with 15 pieces of clothing that the owner claims to mix and match for any occasion on a pot plant. Is it just me or does it always seem a little unattainable? I have a large wardrobe and while I don't wear it all, I certainly wear more than 15 pieces. I was delighted when a friend of mine, Gemma McLean, started offering her services as a capsule wardrobe and style consultant. She always looks effortless on social media and claims it's all down to the magic of a capsule wardrobe, so I had to find out more. Any notions we have about spending more money to make our wardrobes more sustainable couldn't be further from the truth. Gemma is a big fan of re-wearing, swapping, renting and buying second-hand. After all, in the words of Ursula de Castro, the most sustainable garment is the one we already have in our wardrobes. Wise words in a world where Gen Z feel judged by their peers for re-wearing the same outfit twice. Gemma hopes that times are changing and I do too. There are some pieces that I could just never part with and I love re-wearing them. So how can you spend minimal money and effort to achieve a stylish, time-saving and sustainable wardrobe? Well, Gemma has the lowdown. As always, please rate, review and subscribe. It helps other people to find us. Here's my chat with Gemma. Hi Gemma. Hey Lucy, how are you? Hey, how are you doing? I'm good, thanks. Thanks very much for having me on the podcast. Oh no, you're welcome. I really wanted to talk to you today about uh, creating a more sustainable wardrobe because you have a really exciting and interesting way that you're helping people to do that. So can you just tell um, the listeners what it is that you do? Yeah, of course. Um, So I kind of started off as a content creator, um, creating content around capsule wardrobes and sustainable fashion from a few different uh, approaches. I guess there's no one size fits all um, when it comes to sustainable fashion. And I wanted to kind of explore as many areas as possible. Um, And then I recently started, um, you know, offering the service of helping people to create a capsule wardrobe themselves and personal styling. Um, I think it's really important because a lot of people aren't sure where to begin with it. And either you can kind of watch videos, read, um, blog posts and kind of get your own take and build it that way um, but then it's always nice to have someone to kind of give you a helping hand as well in person I think it's it makes it a lot more personal approach and I think it's it's a bit more the result is better when you've got someone to help you to actually get in there and sort out your wardrobe someone to hold you accountable as well Oh, for sure. I think I'm I'm always that truthful friend that people like to take shopping with them because I'll say, no, put them back. You already have too many pairs of those. <laughs> yeah, I guess um, they bring the shopping so, for a reason. 
Yes, yeah, because they know they shouldn't be. <laughs> um, so you mentioned a little bit about the the content that you make. You you do videos which are really great, and you do a lot of um, how to guides and helpful sort of capsule suggestions on your Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, so can you tell us a little bit more about how you're helping people to shift into a more sustainable mindset when it comes to their wardrobes? Yeah, so I kind of mentioned that I like to take it from a few different angles. Um, So I cover things like building a capsule wardrobe, shopping, secondhand, um, living with a more minimal wardrobe, because capsule wardrobe doesn't always mean more minimal. And I think versatile styling as well is really important. And I have a big emphasis on that. And just kind of wearing what you own. I think that's the most important thing. It's not always about you know, sourcing something new or something that's sustainable or, you know, adding in pieces that you think are more versatile. It's about looking at what you already have and and making that work. I think that's the most important thing is to just shop your own wardrobe, wear what you own. And isn't there the saying that the most sustainable piece is what's already in your wardrobe? So I think that's that's my ethos. That's kind of what I like to to work on my content around. Yeah, absolutely. And and that sort of leads us on quite nicely to talk about the misconception that I think a lot of people have when they make a decision that they want to have a more sustainable wardrobe or even a more sustainable lifestyle. They think that it includes buying lots of expensive reusable things or, you know, only shopping organic, etc. Um, but I really love your approach because, like you say, you're you're a big advocate of shopping your own wardrobe. But you're also, um, like me, a big fan of secondhand. So can you can you tell us a little bit more about the ways that people can can have this capsule sustainable wardrobe without having to spend a lot of money? Yeah, of course. And I think, I mean, obviously, it goes without saying that it's great that there are sustainable brands out there because they're kind of the future and hopefully that more brands will become sustainable and that when it's sustainable and ethical it does mean it's going to be at a higher price point because people are getting paid a fair wage which is amazing but if that's not the situation that you're in right now and you know you don't have a lot of money to spend on your wardrobe then you don't need to Um, I have always loved secondhand shopping and I think it's because I'm a bit of a, a bargain hunter I love to find a good bargain um in secondhand shops and charity shops and I think when it's secondhand, it, it seems like so much more of a reward to find a little gem in there. Um, Doesn't it? It's so yeah. much more rewarding. <laughs> but I think, you know, you can find the same quality, if not better, in secondhand shops and charity shops. Um, and then there's vintage as well, of course, which is, you know, I think things from the past, a lot of the times tend to be a bit better made. And then obviously your typical, like, fast fashion. And it, it's it's amazing to to pay maybe a similar price that you might pay in a high street store but get like the quality and you get a unique item as well so if you're going to have a more minimal wardrobe and you kind of want to be able to find those pieces that stand out um but don't break the bank and i think secondhand shopping is definitely a way of of getting those pieces into your wardrobe are you are you a big fan of swapping as well yes i do i love swap shops i think because i mean I'm a big advocate for sustainable fashion and having a more minimal wardrobe, but I, I love fashion and I love to play around with my style. And so I think there are times when I will bring something into my wardrobe because it's just really fun and exciting and I might not get, you know, the 30 wears or whatever I expect to get out of it. But being able to bring that to a swap shop and swap it for something else, 
you know, the, the, the carbon footprint is very, very minimal, if not, you know, not there at all. And it's a nice way. It's kind of almost, if you think about kind of renting your, your outfit, you're kind of paying a much lower price if you pick it up in a charity shop or a vintage shop. And then, you know, you might have it for a couple of months. Maybe it's not 100% your style, but it, it's fun to experiment. And it's not going to harm the environment if it's something secondhand. And then you can just return it or not return it, but like bring it back to a charity shop and pass it on to someone new or, you know, go to a swap shop and see what you can find there. Some of my best wardrobe essentials have been from swap shops. Obviously, I had no idea I was going to find them there, but, you know, they're just those gems that someone else wasn't loving so much, but that you can add to your wardrobe and it just really, really makes a difference. I think it's great. There's so many inexpensive ways to add to your wardrobe that I guess a lot of people don't realize. And I think when you're starting out, if you're starting on the sustainability journey, you do expect it to be a bit more expensive, but it doesn't have to be. Well, let's circle back and let's talk a little bit more about renting and swapping in, because I think that that's a really exciting way to add a little bit more interest into a capsule wardrobe. Because I know that I sort of had an idea that a capsule wardrobe had to be, I don't know, 25 pieces. Everything had to be black and white or beige (laughs) so that it all went with each other. And I couldn't bring myself to throw away beautiful things that I love just because they don't kind of swap it. They don't fit into that capsule wardrobe idea that I had in inverted commas but I think that your approach is great because you encourage people to have a core collection you were saying earlier to me and I really love that idea because it's less pressure for someone like me who doesn't want to chuck away you know those fabulous finds from sample sales or secondhand shops because I think a lot of people think that they need to have like a massive wardrobe clear out you know a massive Marie Kondo moment (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's when it begins, but, begins to be so daunting um, and I think a lot of people yes, kind of it yeah. puts them off no that I think, definitely puts me off <laughs> yeah it, to be honest it would have put me off um to know how I got into this because I used to have just tons and tons of clothes over the years it's been whittled down um but I still like I still like to buy you know secondhand pieces and add in some things that aren't necessarily my everyday style but it's fun and it's you know sometimes you just want to experiment a little bit and there's plenty of ways to do that sustainably I think going back to the core capsule collection idea I like to build a capsule wardrobe for my everyday it just you know when you're going to work and you just want to open your wardrobe throw on an outfit and just know it's gonna it looks like you and you're gonna be comfortable and it's your style and and things like that but you know for there's occasions when you you don't want to be wearing like a jumper and jeans (laughs) you know, and you want to have pretty frilly vintage dresses in your wardrobe, which I think is totally fine. I love to have kind of a little occasion capsule as well. And there might be a few pieces. Yeah, it is. It's nice because it just makes things more exciting. And, you know, maybe if you're having an off day and you just want to pull out a really pretty dress to wear to work to cheer you up, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. And there's nothing wrong with having a bit of color. Nothing has to be monochrome if that's not your thing. I actually built a wardrobe for my mum recently and she loves colour and print and has so much floral and different colours like that. And um, yeah, we we managed to make it work. It's not about having everything black, white and grey. I actually think I've, when I started out, I definitely had that kind of idea when things have to be black, white and grey and and I kind of worked mine around that. But now that I've had it a few years and I've sourced pieces that I've actually preferred colour-wise, it's turned a lot more... I mean, it's still quite neutral, but it's more like beiges and warm tones and browns and, 
you know, pale pinks, colors that are still quite neutral, but you know, they have a bit more excitement to them, I suppose. But yeah, there's no set amount of pieces that you need to have in your wardrobe. For some people starting off, they might only have 30 pieces if they're a bit of a minimal shopper, but not necessarily they need to downsize, but they just need to figure out how to style their outfits. They just don't feel like they've enough to wear something new every day or kind of a new combination. And then there are people who have 100 plus items and maybe do need to downsize a little, but because they've got so much and they're very used to having that much, that it it, it can be quite daunting to, to tell them to throw out half of their wardrobe. So I'm very much an advocate for not getting rid of anything too soon. It's more like a, okay, store these away. These aren't in season, put them away, take them out of your wardrobe so you're not looking at them every day, not kind of confusing yourself and wondering why when you've so much stuff in your wardrobe, but you've nothing to wear. But if everything's off season, then of course you've got nothing to wear um, for today's weather. Yeah, that's very true. Um, and then, you know, when you store things away, you can pull them back out at that rotation idea. So I think having seasonal capsule wardrobes is is just as important. Even if you didn't declutter your wardrobe in any way, if you just broke it down into seasons and stored off season pieces away, whether it's, you know, under the bed or in a suitcase or wherever, but just getting them out of your eye line. And then seeing, okay, these are the items that are suitable for where I currently live, the weather I'm currently experiencing, and what I do day to day. Um, And that automatically makes it so much easier to just get dressed in the morning. That's so true, because I think that's half of it is it's not necessarily the sustainability aspect or just trying to rewear what you already have. It's, It's trying to simplify your getting ready routine, because I, I know that I'm guilty of this. And probably quite a few people listening are guilty of as well like you said standing in front of a huge overpacked wardrobe and thinking I have nothing to wear I need to go shopping later which is absolutely not true but if you can have a few outfits that are right at the front of your wardrobe that you know you can grab them they'll look great on you it doesn't matter that you've worn them before because they they make you feel brilliant and confident and and that's what people will ultimately see before they see what what it is that you're wearing absolutely I mean I I think I tend to wear especially for work I'll wear pretty much the same outfit kind of the same formula most days it's like a crew neck jumper a pair of straight leg jeans some kind of nice shoes and maybe a blazer but I have Mm -hmm. a few different ones so that when I mix and match them it's a completely new outfit but it's basically the same it feels the same and it makes me feel the same as in I'm comfortable I feel like I'm dressed for work. I feel like, you know, I look the part. And I think what you wear has such an impact on on your kind of state of mind day to day and whether if you're comfortable or if you feel like, you know, sometimes when you put on an outfit and you just don't feel like you, it kind of throws you off a little bit. So trying to figure I out what... Okay, yeah. <laughs> Me too, definitely. <laughs> trying to dress like everybody else. And I guess, yes. I mean, it's good to experiment as well because if you don't wear things that make you feel a bit off then you don't recognize when you wear something that really makes you feel comfortable and makes you feel good Um, Mm, yeah that's a good point how do people go about building a capsule wardrobe is it something that they can do in a day is it something that's kind of quite time consuming and expensive well no sorry we've already discussed that it it doesn't need to be expensive Where, where, where would you suggest that people start first of all I think is probably a better question to ask yeah um you know any tips that you might have for people um who are kind of starting out on this journey yeah so I think before you go in and pull everything out of your wardrobe I think it's really good I I will always tell people to gather inspiration 
go on Pinterest. Mm -hmm. What do you want your outfits to look like? What do you want your wardrobe to look like? Um, What kind of style are you attracted to? What kind of colors and silhouettes and combinations? Because until you know what you want your end result to be, you can't really start building Mm -hmm. your wardrobe. And then after you've kind of gathered a lot of inspiration, uh, I definitely wouldn't recommend trying to accomplish it in a day. That's for sure. I like I have um, I have a workbook and kind of video series um, that I take people through, and it's a seven-step um, process. So it's kind of done over a week. So it's it's still a short amount of time. You still have you know you're like okay if I start today I'll be done this day next week, and you know it's not going to drag out, but it's it's not as much pressure. You kind of really take it in baby steps, and yeah, breaking it down into steps is kind of the easiest way to tackle it so my day one is get your inspiration get that together and know what you want to have achieved by the end of the seven days I think the next step is to kind of get into your wardrobe pull everything out just assess everything that you have because until you know what you have you can't really move forward and start pulling out the pieces that are going to end up in the in the capsule wardrobe and I my main step I think step number three if I can remember off the top of my head is just to Mm -hmm. kind of go in and pull out everything that you love to wear like things that make you feel really good because at the end of the day you want your wardrobe to feel good not just look good and look nice hanging in your wardrobe you know it's it has to be practical for you Um, and then go in and pull out things that you do actually wear all the time because they're going to be your staples you know your jeans your shirts your blazers jumpers the kind of core pieces that you might work the rest of the kind of wardrobe personality around I guess so you have your core pieces that just work and you know they're your basics you it is expensive to go out and replace all of your basics so if you kind of have that core start it's it's much more um much more affordable to to already have those core pieces and then I think just kind of thinking about what colors that you like to wear what colors actually suit you um I mean there are ways of figuring out on the internet um a bit of a Pinterest search, like what kind of colors will go with your hair color, your eye color, your skin color, or skin tone as well, whether you're warm toned, cool toned. And I think there's a lot of confusing information out there too, but I like to, when I'm working with clients, I'll just say, you know, figure out whether you're warm toned or cool toned. And from then you can wear whatever color you like. Um, I don't really tell people not to wear certain colors, but I might advise them that, you know, a different shade might suit them better, things like that. And then I think as well, I, um, I'll get clients to when I'm if I'm going to kind of do a wardrobe detox with them I'll get clients to monitor what they wear and I mean you can do this yourself really simply just take a little snap of your outfit every day um, or at the end of the day maybe write a few notes how did you feel did you feel comfortable did you feel like you were dressed appropriately did you feel confident in what you're wearing you know were you pulling out your outfit and trying to adjust it all day long um, and I think just that awareness around what you're wearing and the clothing that you have in your wardrobe I think awareness is like the first step and from then it kind of falls into place. Speaking about rewearing, I think is, is a really important thing because right now there are a lot of really scary facts flying around um, that tell us that one in three 16 to 24 year olds won't wear an outfit more than once on social media and 34% worry about people judging them for rewearing their clothing regularly. I mean, I I find this quite worrying, obviously, because I'm an advocate for sustainability. And, and I think that it's silly to feel judged for wearing a t-shirt twice. But I think it's a real 
worry that young people, especially Gen Z, have um, when it comes to their wardrobes. But similarly, they're the age bracket that are the most kind of open and supportive when it comes to dressing and living more sustainably. Yeah, there Um, we go. Yeah, so in my mind, that doesn't make any sense that, that, you know, the two are kind of at odds with each other. But you were saying earlier that you really feel that they're in a much different situation than we are with regards to social media. Yeah, I think definitely growing up in your teens with social media being such a pressure. Like, I'm so glad I grew up in the 90s, noughties. <laughs> social media just wasn't a thing. I love it now. And also, I'm very can I just say it. growing up in the 90s, I'm now seeing loads of young people wearing what I was wearing in the 90s I know and thinking god did I look that terrible <laughs> <laughs> yeah I feel like I'm with the, with the noughties trends hitting that's how I'm feeling like I kind of I appreciate the 90s and it's really like you know there's lots of nostalgia but when it when I started actually like dressing myself and picking my own clothes it was very much in the noughties and I think when that starts coming in I'll be like oh that's just not a look I want to go back to my mum used to always say that as well when I'd wear something really 70s. She'd be like, oh, oh if I wore that, it'd be hideous. Because, like, you know, that's what she wore when she was younger. And I just didn't understand it. Now I understand it. <laughs> but, yeah, I think um, with um, with 16 to 24-year-olds, like, yeah, they are. They're, you know, they're kind of the generation that are making things happen and making changes at the moment, which is amazing to be that mm. kind of, you know, clued in at that age. Um, I definitely wasn't. But I think there's still a lot of peer pressure at that age. And although they might think, you know, a lot of them might think that they want to be re-wearing clothes and to be more sustainable, but it's whatever, you know, you kind of still have that pressure. So maybe it's not what you're actually doing. It's what you wish you could be doing if you weren't, if you didn't feel like you're being judged. But I think there, you know, I feel especially this year, um, there's so much change happening and, you know, sustainability is becoming even bigger things. There are hashtags out there, you know, outfit repeater and, you know, rewearing your clothing. Mm. And I think the more we see it on, on social media, the more acceptable it will become. It's funny even saying a sentence like that, like, it will become acceptable to rewear your clothes. <laughs> Sounds crazy. Yeah. Obviously, it should be, you know, it should be expected. Nobody buys something thinking I'll wear it just once and then, like, get rid of it, especially your everyday clothing. Like, and if you're buying something you like, hopefully you're buying it because you like it so why wouldn't you get your 30 50 maybe 100 wears out of it but i think i do think you know times are changing and i think there are a lot more people out there shouting from the rooftops that they're wearing the same outfit again which is amazing yeah i I really love when i see that on instagram yeah same and i try my best as well sometimes i think my content just looks the same because i'm wearing the same clothes all the time but but i'd rather be sharing that message than than wearing something new all the time because that's not really consistent either. Yeah. So, I mean, we're, we're coming to the end of our conversation, but I thought that it would be helpful for people to hear maybe a few of your tips that you have um, for making your clothes go further. Because I know that out of all the people that I follow on Instagram, you're probably in the minority in which you're really happy to say, I've owned these shorts for three years. Or, you know, you're you're not afraid to tell people how, how old something is and how loved <laughs> it is. But you're also really brilliant at making and mending. And yeah, what are your tips that you have for people to to help make their clothes last longer in order to be more sustainable? 
Yeah, so I think knowing how to care for your clothes is really important. Obviously, now that I have a lot less clothing, I seem to care more about them and I want them to last longer. And just knowing how to take care of them, how to wash them, you know, what temperatures to wash them at. Um, and, you know, especially for things like wool jumpers and cashmere jumpers, you know, sometimes they will need to be groomed. You kind of get a debobbler and, you know, keep them looking as, as fresh as possible and keep them looking as new as as new as possible for longer. Um, and I think what's really important is knowing how often to wash items because you don't need to wash everything after one wear. Um, I think jeans, like, you know, some people wash them after every wear. I think you can definitely get probably like a week or two out of them unless, you know, if you spilt something on them. Um, but denim's really, you know, it's really hardy material. But if you do wash them too much, they will they start to get a lot more brittle, especially with skinny jeans with a lot of elastane in them. And that's kind of why they end up splitting at the thighs. We've all had that moment, kind of slit down the side of our skinny jeans. But, you know, too much too much heat um, is just going to snap the elastic in them. Um, so yeah. I think washing things on, you know, gentler cycles and and just being that more considerate as well. Um and I think as well, just knowing how to store your clothing, you know, you don't want moths kind of getting into your wools and your silks and, and things like that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it might take a little bit of research and a little bit of time to, to learn how to care for all of your clothing, but it's definitely worth it in the long run, if it, especially if it's pieces that you want to last. Um, you know, when they're your core pieces that you don't want to be going out and, and you know, replacing every, every couple of months or years. Um, I think for me as well, I, you know, I'm lucky I have a background in design and sewing and that was my degree in uni. Um, but it's quite easy to learn basic sewing skills, you know, if it's just to stitch up a hem or sew back on a button, repair a zip, things like that. And again, these things aren't necessarily expensive if you brought them to a tailor to get them repaired. Also, I think when, you know, when we shop a lot on the high street, um, if you haven't spent a lot of money on an item, you might not be so willing to invest further to get it fixed because you think, but I could just replace it for the same price or, you know, a little Absolutely. bit extra. But that's mm -hmm. why when it's, you know, when you're picking these pieces, you know, hopefully you're picking pieces for your wardrobe now that you that you love and that, yeah, you might be able to replace it, but actually you don't want to because it's it's yours and you might not be able to find the exact one so so easily. And, you know, it's the perfect shade for, for your skin color and, you know, it's, it's just not as easily replaced basically. So it does encourage you to, to repair a little bit more. And again, it's, you know, it's a skill that I feel like maybe it's forgotten about, you know, I don't know, 50 years ago, maybe every woman, not to be sexist, but that probably was back then, you know, we all knew how to sew and we'd be making our own clothes and, you know, repairing. And it was just the done thing. And luckily mm. I think those kind of times are coming around again, where, you know, we're kind of, we want to go back to, you know, some of the practices that, that people had, you know, 50, 60 years ago, because it was just more intentional and considerate and, and mindful. And it just seems like a, a, a nicer way of life for certain things. But again, yeah, if you if you don't have the sewing skills yourself, it's nice to, you know, support an industry that, that's there for you if you need a button sewn on or a zip replaced. And, you know, that's someone's livelihood as well. So if you can support them while supporting the planet, with a more sustainable wardrobe I think I think that's amazing definitely I mean we've we've spoken um before on the podcast to Lucinda who's from Clothes Doctor and mm. 
I mean, I use them. I think they're a really great um, service. And then there's also, is it Resew? I'll have to find it and put it in the show notes. There's a, a really great service that's available in London where you can find a local seamstress or mender who you can take your, your clothes to. And like you say, it's a really lovely way to support people who are who have a really great skill that you might not have. And you were also saying about storing things. I think storing things is so fundamental when it comes to taking care of our clothes. And it's something that a lot of us are guilty of just not doing properly. Mm-hmm. I know that I definitely have, for my more expensive pieces, you know, I keep dust bags and I stuff handbags that need it. And I have shoe trees for boots, etc. But for my for the sort of cheaper stuff, I definitely don't make that effort. So you're, you're very right when you say that if we we're spending a little bit more money on something that's a bit better made we are so much more likely to take care of it properly um, and we also on the website are link to some handy guides that we have to help people store things and deal with like you were saying moth holes mm. and things like that and, and lots of preventative tips as well which are you know I think quite cheap and inexpensive and in the long run they're yeah, totally definitely. worth it yeah they really are I think as yeah. well just um on again making your clothing go further like re-wearing what you have just getting as many wears as possible um there is mm. a hashtag 30 wears and it's just it's interesting because If we were to count, maybe a lot of us don't know how many times we've worn something. Um, But if you're feeling a little bit bored of your clothing, you know, again, you can go on Pinterest or, you know, Google it, whatever. Or, you know, again, look on Instagram. Uh, Just different ways to wear what you already have. You know, there's different combinations you might not have thought of. Mm -hmm. I'm so guilty of, like, if I have something in my wardrobe and um, I'm kind of like, I don't know how to wear it. Or a lot of the times I'll do this before I buy something. I will search. So for example, the most recent thing I bought was a red puffer jacket because I'm in Scotland at the moment and it's really cold up here. So I didn't pack. Um, I was packing for London weather, London heat wave. <laughs> it's not, it hasn't, it hasn't come up, up this far with me. So I went on Pinterest and I was like, red puffer jacket outfits. <laughs> so, you know, I'm kind of looking at different ways to style it. I think that's just a really handy tool. And I think that because we can access so much style inspiration on the internet it's you know we don't really have any excuses and that we have nothing to wear when there are definitely clothes sitting in our wardrobes that a million people have styled in another million different ways that's very true yeah well thank you so much for joining us today Gemma it's been really interesting to speak to you and um yeah I think I think probably a lot of people are gonna get a lot from this episode I know I have I hope so um and We'll also will link to your contact details so that if someone would like to have you hold their hand through their <laughs> through their capsule wardrobe um, build, you're available to help them do that. Yes, I am. <laughs> that would be great. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Well, enjoy Scotland, and um, hopefully we'll see you soon. Yeah. Thanks very much, Lucy. So there you have it. Spending less is better and Pinterest is your best friend when it comes to restyling your look and your wardrobe. I also love the idea of a core wardrobe for day and evening. So no more last minute panic while the Uber waits outside, I wish. If you want to take the plunge, then Gemma is the perfect person to hold your hand. We'll add her contact details in the show notes. 
Thanks for joining me today. I'll be back next week unpicking the mysteries of sustainable fashion and lifestyle with a new guest. So please subscribe if you don't want to miss out. Until next week, keep re-wearing.